Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with us here today. I'm so grateful for you. It's so exciting to get to be here with you today, to spend some time together here on the radio, or maybe you're listening to us on the internet, wherever you might have found us today. So glad to be with you. It doesn't matter if you're listening right now, the second we first posted it, or it's years from when it originally posted. I'm glad to have connected with you so excited to be in your world. Today I have for you three amazing international best-selling authors. They're going to be sharing with you some really deeply personal parts of their life and how in spite of circumstances that in many cases seemed unsurmountable, they overcame. You know, that's the way life is for all of us. Sometimes really great things happen. You know, we start off the day, and before the day even gets going, we have something incredible that happens for us. Um, Other times, we're in a place, and it may be a moment, it may be something that happened this morning, or it could be something that's more permanently a part of your life. The family you were born into, the education level you have, things that are stuff you're overcoming But I can tell you for sure that no matter where you were yesterday, today is a new, bright, and shiny day. And you have the opportunity, while it's called today, to maximize, to be the best version of yourself, to do amazing, life-changing things, first and foremost in your own life, but then secondarily. And I don't know whether it's more importantly or not, Often we say it is, but definitely importantly, in the lives of the people who you were always meant to serve. I think a lot of times it's easy, especially when we're going through stuff. I know I've dealt with it even recently, where you know the stuff I'm going through is so much. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things as human beings, right? Where when we're going through something, we tend to think. Ugh, no one's ever been through this before. It's worse than it can be for anybody else. We tend to isolate and pull away. When we really, especially at that moment, need people even more so. Sometimes there are things that happen in our life that are, you know, the family we were born into, the economic status that we may have started out life with. But here's the great news. That isn't permanent. Today is a brand new day. To quote Dr. Seuss, oh, the places you will go. With a head full of brains and shoes full of feet. Right? Today is a great day for you to maximize you. There is so much good that is in you. That regardless of what yesterday told you, even five minutes ago, No matter where you came from, the family, the origins, the educational background, any of that, you're destined for greatness. It's a level of greatness that is so much bigger than what we tend to try to frame it around. You know, we want to look at people's bank accounts and determine whether or not they're a great person based on that. We want to look at how many friends a person has on social media, and that determines whether they're a good or bad person. But we all know that the real value of a person is just purely and simply being the best version of themselves today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Yesterday is in the books. You know, no matter what happened yesterday, good, bad, indifferent, you blew it, it was a great day. Um, You were attacked massively. Whatever might be, today's a brand new day. Today is your day to shine. Today is your day 
to rise up and be a thriving entrepreneur. So with that, we're going to jump right into our first commercial break and then right back to our international best-selling authors. Don't go away. We will be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling go to yourbestsellertoday.com schedule a talk with steve it's risk-free it's guaranteed it's proven we've done it thousands of times what are you waiting for yes yourbestsellertoday.com this time next week you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve reach the people that you came to serve come on now what are you waiting for grab a pen here we go all you got to do is book a call yourbestsellertoday.com go to yourbestsellertoday.com Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're going to jump right into our authors. We've got some amazing stuff for you. Our first author dealt with one of the worst blows you can possibly have in life, the death of a child. And her international best-selling book deals with how to move from that life-altering, near-life-ending incident to living again in joy, victory, peace, and a great place in life. And I really hope that you will find solace in this as well as some encouragement for you to be able to go through the things that you're going through today. Join me in welcoming Armella Six. Hey Armella, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hi Steve, thank you so much for having me tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you show up in the world. Well, uh, so I'm a Belgian author, uh, also coach and teacher, and I'm here tonight because I wrote this amazing book about my journey since my son died, and it's been now 19 years, and it's been an amazing, really surprising journey, and um, yeah, I'm very happy actually to share this message, because although I speak about death or grief i really want to speak about life and that's what this message is about and that's what my son taught me um how to face death and be actually more alive than ever so i'm happy and excited to talk with you tonight about all this and your best-selling book is called daring to live from a mother's tragic loss to discovering inner peace and joy so tell us a little bit about your journey from going from such a horrible loss to being in a place of peace and joy? Well, as you say, it was horrible and therefore very difficult at first. But um, actually what really got me through it is that surrender to the fact that I could do anything, it would never come back to life. It was, it was, it was the way it was and I couldn't find it. And try to fight reality, try to fight life is what suffering is all about. So very soon I started to really live all the emotions I had and to allow myself to just cry, be angry, just live everything that was there. And I started to hear my inner voice. I started to hear a voice that I I didn't even know what it was at first. And then suddenly... I, I started to listen and follow it, and it changed my, completely my life. It gave another meaning to my life, and I, it's actually what brought me through 
uh, the death of my son. I really didn't think I could survive it. I really didn't think I would be able to. But by following the instruction of what I found to be our inner GPS, actually, um, I, it actually got me through it completely and also to a very deep spiritual path to discover my true nature and to live in peace and joy and to discover a joy that has no reason. Something that we live when we are kids most of the time, we're just happy because we are, but then we forget it as we grow. And as, as much as it was difficult to go through, difficult is really a small word to say how terrible it was actually to go through the, the grieving process of my son, it also brought me to the realization of something that I would have never imagined possible. And I rediscovered what it is to be happy just because I am. So yeah, that, that, that's really what my journey was and what I'm sharing in my book. And I know it's the same for everyone. We all have disability. We all have this inside of us and we all can tap into it and actually be uplifted no matter what the challenge we are facing. So for the people out there that maybe are deep into it enough that they don't even remember what peace and joy is, can you give us a definition for peace and joy? Sure. So for me, peace is the absence of suffering. It's what also happiness is. It's not being happy because I got a new car, a promotion, or plenty of money, or a new boyfriend. Happiness is actually the absence of suffering. It's deep contentment just because I am, which concretely means that in my heart, I'm not fighting against myself, against life the way it is, or blaming others for anything. I'm just really in peace with everything and with myself. I'm not thinking, I should be any different. I'm not thinking that I, there's something wrong with me. I'm just happy to be who I am and to be where I am at in life. Even if sometimes it's a difficult situation. And joy, I would say it's a sense, it's like you have always deep inside of you a quiet spark of life in your heart. So it doesn't mean that I'm excited all the time. I can be. I can sometimes wake up in the morning, be super excited just because I wake up. But what it is most of the time, it's just a soft, quiet um, spark of life inside my heart. It's just, I'm happy to be. And no matter what's going on, if I always come back to that, that before the struggle, before the problems, before the challenges, before the love, before the happiness of meeting my friends or before anything that can happen in my life that is so great. I'm already happy and joyful just because I am. So it's very, very simple. It's only coming back to what is most essential in each of us. There are so many great things in this book. And of course, a person needs to get it in order to read all of them. But what's your favorite yeah. part of the book? Hmm. Um, well, <laughs> there are many, many of them. I think that I have two that, I, that come to mind as you ask the question. Can I share two? Yes, you may. Okay, thank you. So the first one is my trips in Quebec. Because uh, one of the trips, so I, I did a lot of trips in Quebec, and one of them was going to the north. I had the sense that I really was to go to the north, I felt a calling to go and meet the icebergs, go to Labrador, where the nature is still pure and unchanged, where there is mostly nothing. And being there was a life-changing and amazing experience, actually. I really encountered what I was looking for. So I'm not going to say more because I really feel you have to read it in order to... to yeah, to let yourself be surprised by what you can find in an experience like that. But it was really coming back to what is most essential to our nature and also being touched by how nature is just so, such a reflection of who we are. And then the other one 
is actually the poem I wrote to my son um, last week. Actually, when the book was already done, I got a poem. Uh, when I sent it to you, uh, it, um, yeah, I got this poem that came through and it sums it all. And yeah, it's the very end of the book. And I think everything is said in that and it's just so much love and gratitude. And that's really what's left actually is so much love and gratitude for him, for the, the path he brought me in and for everything I discovered uh, because of living this experience. With everything you've gone through, what would you say was the hardest part to move through? Hmm. I think that was the guilt because there are two kinds of guilt. The first part of the guilt is actually feeling guilty for what I think I could have done differently. I, I thought for some times that I could have gone to the, the emergency room earlier and that maybe it would have saved him. So that guilt was very, very difficult to go through. Um, and you will read also through the book, another experience was uh, his pediatrician, where I couldn't get out of the car because he told me he couldn't see Gautier earlier. And I just listened to him instead of listening to my inner feeling, my intuition, what I knew was, was wrong actually and that I, I would have liked to follow. But back then I just made, I always made a external authority more important than my knowing of, of what's in my heart. So that was, that was difficult. But the other part of the guilt actually is to still be alive and happy when he's dead, not there. And that I would have so liked to give him everything that I'm living today and to live that with him, not discovering it with just by myself or with someone else but it would have been something that I would li have liked to live with him. It's not that I'm living that necessarily today, but it's been something for many years where it's been there. And we call it the guilt of the survivor. It's, it's you know, when someone has died and that you love that person so much that you would have liked them to see what you see, to live what you live, to share what you live with them. Um, yeah, it's been there a bit too. So I would say the guilt, I think, was the most difficult part. So what can somebody that's listening that's going through a loss of their own, what's something tangible that they could do right now today after having heard this episode um, that could help them a little? I think that the most important thing when you go through a loss and that you're grieving someone that you love very much it's really being true to yourself, which to me is like recognizing where you are at now, where you are at in your heart, in your process, and with the person. And just remember one thing, nobody knows better than you what you should be feeling. So be true to yourself. And even if, you know, the person that loved you the most, that loved you the most, telling you something that you don't feel, don't do it. I, I think that what is the most important when you go through a loss or a grieving process is really learning to listen to yourself, learning to listen to your heart, to be true to yourself. And if you need to cry, cry. If you need to scream, scream. If you need to shout, shout. If you're angry, just realize it's okay to be angry. If you're sad, it's also okay to be sad. So I would think that really is just remember right now you can remember all the things that you loved with that person and even if they were maybe it's not as you know a child with whom you have almost no story maybe it's someone older and you have plenty of stories and maybe even um you know memories from the past that are not that great but just remember one thing you can choose what you want to remember you can choose the conflict, but you can also choose the love. And what you're going to choose and what you're going to focus on is what you're going to keep alive in you. And that person is still alive in you every time you think about that person. So the most important thing for me is to remember, 
that even if the body is gone, the communication with this person is not broken. And every time you think about them, they are right there with you. And you can call on them every time it's really hard for you. And you can just remember that the love never dies. And there, you are both united. So for somebody who would like to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? Do you have a website? Yeah, I do. I have a website. It's called rml6.com. So it's A-R-M-E-L-L-E-S-I-X.com. I also have a page that you can go into, which is meetrmel.com. It's even easier. And yeah, you can come in touch. I'm giving coaching sessions. So uh, and yeah, I'll be very happy to come in touch with you and maybe, you know, help you if you would like that. The book is called Daring to Live from a Mother's Tragic Loss to Discovering Inner Peace and Joy by Armel Six. It's available on Amazon. Armel, thanks for spending some time with us here on the show today. Thank you so much, Steve, and thank you for all the listeners. I'm really with you wherever you are. Just know that there's more to life than what we see, and it's there for you too. It can be really tough to learn the secret of giving thanks in all things, in growing in the worst of circumstances. It can be tough to take a blow that will, I promise you, will alter your life and still move on. But yet, when we do, there is something so special in coming out from the worst of circumstances and being able to live again in joy. There's nothing better I can think of in life and no better way than I can think of to be able to live as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. (laughs) Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. As we work on ourselves and we learn to rise up, No matter what our circumstances we're born into, our life, what we're going through right now, we can always rise up. And so with that, I've got our next international best-selling author for you, and she's going to talk to you about how no matter what kind of a situation you are born into or that you may find yourself in financially or in other ways, that you can rise from those ashes and become something so amazing, make a real difference in the world. And she's also gonna share with us some of the downsides to staying stuck in that rather than moving out of it. We really wanna move on so that we can thrive in all that we do. Join me in welcoming Denise Dixon. Hey Denise, how you doing today? I'm great, Steve, how are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, I am 40 years old. I am a mother of five. 
Um, I really believe that I show up in the world by making sure that I bring value to anyone um, who I come in contact with. I am a giver by nature, and I'm just always looking for ways to help and support others. And so you wrote a new book. It's called Poverty Costs More Than You Think, Your Journey from Welfare to Wealth. Tell us a little bit about that journey. So the reason why I wrote the book was because um, I was a single mother on welfare and I knew that even though I was in a certain um, situation, I wanted so much more for my life and for my children. And so I worked hard to pull myself off of welfare. But going into the journey of entrepreneurship, um, I wasn't really expecting it to be as successful as it was. So when you're coming out of uh, what we call poverty, no one really teaches you how to manage your money once you start making it. So while I was making a lot of money, I was still operating in a poverty state of mind. And so um, it's really just a story about my journey of, you know, of the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and how just being in a poverty state of mind nearly cost me everything, including my life. So that book is just going to just be in full detail about that journey and how um, I basically went from making seven figures one year to being literally broke and homeless the next year and how I had to pull myself back up to where I am now and just change that mindset to start really operating in wealth. And the book is just packed full of really great insights into uh, you know, poverty mindset and those kind of things. But unfair question, if you were to pick your favorite part, what's your favorite part of the book? I would say that my favorite part of the book is when I talk about my hardest goodbye. Um, I went through a lot as a child early on and into um, early adulthood. And I can honestly say that um, I allowed those obstacles to kind of be my crutch in moments where I felt like I wanted to be the victim. But I realized in order for me to live a life of abundance, I had to let go of past hurt and pain. And so when I went through um, the healing process of just being more healthy mentally, it was literally my hardest goodbye. It was like I was, I was mourning the, the death of my old self and embarking on this new journey of not really even knowing what was going to be, a, you know, be become of it. And so um, I really enjoy talking about that experience of how I went through just getting myself back um, healthy mentally and just um, releasing all that was holding me back. That's a really great story too. So poverty costs more than you think. Um, what is maybe one of the biggest costs of poverty that people might not know about? Well, basically just not living within your means and not preparing for that rainy day <laughs> that I actually had to experience. So when you get used to just making money hand over fist um, and you're not preparing for the what ifs, and then when that what ifs happen, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's almost like you you never... It, it was almost like I never got off welfare in a sense, just because of the state of mind that I was in. And so it cost me so much, um, just mismanaging the funds. It affected my business. Um, you know, there was more money I had to pay out of pocket trying to fix the mess that I made. And that's why I felt like it was important to really pinpoint that when you operate in a poverty state of mind, it could actually be way more expensive than what you think it could be. What would you say is the number one thing that peeps, peeps, that keeps people <laughs> stuck, uh, you know, in welfare rather than being able to take advantage of opportunity? Fear is definitely a big factor and not really believing that you're deserving of more. So the fear comes in because for me, I knew how to go out and make money, 
but the pressure came on when things got rough all of the lives that i would um affect if i could not maintain the success that i built and that you know was a huge um situation for me mentally just having to carry that burden that once you achieve a certain level of success are you going to be able to maintain it mm. that's so powerful you've had a great time throughout most of your adult life knowing how to be able to start businesses make money uh, those kind of things for somebody who really wants to start a business uh, you know, what's the one thing that you know now that you wish you would have known before you started your first business? I would definitely say cash flow management. That's been my biggest issue. Like I said before, I know how to make money, but I wasn't always uh, good at managing the money that I was making. And anytime you're embarking on this journey, you really have to be strategic in how you um, spend the money that you're making because it's, it costs a lot to be a small business owner when you're dealing with, especially when you're doing things by the book in the right way, in terms of having employees. Employees cost a lot of money. So a lot of small business owners, they try to go around that, um, even though they, they really shouldn't because it's such a huge expense. So really just knowing how to manage um, your cash flow is a huge thing in terms of being a successful entrepreneur. So do me a favor and help the people that are listening right now, give them some tips on how they could move their mindset from a poverty mindset to a wealth mindset. Part of it for me was first believing that I was deserving of wealth. That was first and foremost. Once I believed that I was deserving of it, then I basically just had to dis discipline myself to, to pull myself out of the poverty mindset that I was in. So watching what I was spending, managing a budget, um, to me right now, it's like if what I spend doesn't appreciate in value, then I have to think twice before making that purchase now. So just getting rid of that whole impulsive um, spending habits and, um, you know, sometimes being a giving person can also be expensive as well. So I had to be very discerning about who I would give to because for me, if I had it, I would give it, you know. So um, just being very disciplined and conscious about your spending um, definitely helps to move you from the poverty state of mind to a wealthy state of mind. Mm, that's so good. So Denise, your best-selling book, Poverty Costs More Than You Think, The Journey from Welfare to Wealth. Um, if somebody wants to go deeper with you, how could they contact you? You can always contact me via email, and that's at mrdenised at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website at mrdenised.com as well. And can you spell that for me? M-S-D-E-N-I-S-E-D.com. Just wanted to make sure that people knew how to spell Denise so that it was your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, take a minute or two here and just use that amazing power for inspiration you have to inspire the listeners that they can move from welfare to wealth. I just want to encourage everyone to just really believe that you deserve to live a life of abundance. No one should be here just existing. We all have the same 24 hours in the day to live our best lives. And so I just encourage everyone listening that if I can pull myself out of what was not meant for me to be a young, successful woman, anyone can because I wasn't dealt the hand that typically would say I was going to be where I am today. But because I knew I had a burning desire and I knew deep down that I deserved it, and this is what the purpose that God placed on my life was truly how I was able, able to overcome 
storm after storm, as I talk about in my book, and how I endured all the pain that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's not always easy. So anyone who is wanting to embark on this journey of entrepreneurship, just know that be very passionate about what you're doing because your passion is what's going to keep you in the race and just be true to yourself and not be not beat yourself up so much i did a lot of that early on but i i had to change my thinking to say my losses are not so much a negative thing everything every mistake i made was more of a lesson versus a loss so um yeah, that, that's pretty much it, Steve. <laughs> the book is called Co Poverty Costs More Than You Think, The Journey from Welfare to Wealth. It is a best-selling book written by Denise Dixon. Denise, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you so much for having me. What are the long-term effects of some of the things that maybe you were born into or some of the worst things that you've gone through? What kind of impact is it still having on your current life? And what are the things that you could do today to begin to take a step out of that to rewrite who you are and where you're going to be and live from hereafter? You have the power of choice. You have the ability to maximize today and in so doing have both today as well as all of your tomorrows be headed in a better direction whatever you're going through whatever you've been through today is your day to rise up to live be feel and know better and different and to live as a thriving entrepreneur We'll be right back. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we learn how to rise up out of the situations that were our past, out of the things we're going through, how to learn to be more powerful than our past has told us we can be and rise up into the greater future that we are. Here comes our next best-selling author of her international best-selling book, Shaken, Tormented, But Never Broken. Here's some great information for you on how you can rise up. Join me in welcoming Effie Eshu. Hey Effie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Okay, about me, um, I'll start by saying I'm a woman of God. I'm blessed and um, a serious miracle of God. Uh, and I'm a mother of three wonderful children and a wife. I also work as an engineer. I, um, I'm a director of uh, corporate reserve for an oil and gas company. And uh, I have, I'm an entrepreneur. 
and now an otter. I love sports cars. I love to drive fast cars. I love awesome. technology. Yes, I love to use my hands when I'm bored or when I'm worried about something. You find me making soaps, knitting, crocheting, just doing things, trying to use my hands and, and, and my mind. So that's who I am in the normal or normal world. That's the regular me. All right. So your book is called Shaken, Tormented, But Never Broken. Um, and it is now an international best-selling book. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you came up with the concept for the book. Okay, that's excellent. So this book, I started trying to write this book 12 years ago. And 12 years ago, what I wanted to was portray the wonderful things that God had done for me, just how miraculous my life had been from childhood with these headaches that turned out to be a heart problem and then a second heart surgery and then uh, two brain surgeries and then three kids when I was told I couldn't have to. I really just wanted to tell the story up to the point that I had my first son. I tried that. It didn't work. And I just gave up. I was not getting it. And so last year, after speaking with a good sister of mine, she said, you started doing this before me. I've done it. And can you just finish your book or something? So I thought about it. I said, this could have been the, the hand of God, right? Um, it could have been the way God wanted it to have waited for me to have all my kids and then all these other many things to add to the book to glorify his name. So I thought, you know what? This is the time to, this is just not glorifying God's name, but we could use God's name and the wonderful things that he's done and based on the faith, that little faith that I had, to help other people who are struggling with whatever they're struggling with. If they see that I could go through the things that I have gone through by his grace, based on faith, they too can do it. So I thought, why not? This is a testimony and, and not just a testimony, but a testimony that other people can use to improve their lives. Other people can use to fight their challenges, to deal with the things that they're dealing with in the world. There's so many people out there who wish they knew what to do to get out of what they're getting, what they're in. And if I can tell that story, if I can be of that help, why not? So that, that was my motivation. You have to, I, I felt this strong conviction. I have to do it. You know, if you don't do it, then you're not, you're not telling what God has really done for you. You're not helping others. You have to, have to. So when I came to you guys and you helped me, it brought the story in a way that exactly the way that I want it not about me but about the hand of god if you look up to him about faith and just what it can do to you if you if you just believe throughout the course of your life there have been multiple times where the doctor has told you there's no hope um, it's such an amazing book and people need to read all of it but totally unfair question if you had to pick one of the incidences um, what is your favorite story from the book? Like you said, totally unfair. <laughs> but um, I don't know if there's any perfect one or the best one, but I will tell you the one that made me really laugh was um, when I was told I couldn't have kids. And here I am with three beautiful kids. I was, the doctor told me you can't have kids, one, uh, he gave me three instances that one of the, one of it, your, your, um, your uterus is tilted to the left side and you have, uh, PCOS, I think is poly, uh, it's a cyst, like my womb is covered with cysts, right? And, and he also said, worst of all, your heart cannot carry a child. And then I'm thinking, the same God that got me out of that hard thing, the same God that saved me, that uh, used people as channels, Larry King, my sister, to bless me, to give me a second chance in life. This God would not keep me alive if he doesn't want me to have a kid. So I just need to talk to him. I just need to talk to him and hear him say this himself. So when they said that, I said, well, you're not God. You know, I kept praying for days upon days. I pray, my friend and I pray. I go down on my knees. I don't know how many times a day, how many hours. 
I was asking God for a gift. Amazingly, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. My son was not, our son was not even due on Christmas. He was not even due in December. But God gave me a gift. He, we had him on Christmas. So that is, to me, that whole part of you can have kids because your heart can take it to, oh, well, I had a child and I, I gave it to him a natural way. And I, he was full term. Only God does that. So that's that's a good story for me. Yeah. That's, that's that's just the beginning of it. And what a great Christmas gift! It was I mean, an awesome Christmas gift. Yeah. So many people go through things that just seem impossible, um, and it's really easy to want to give up. Did you ever have a time? when you just were ready to just give up? I mean, there's so much hope in the book, but did you ever have a time when you were just like, that's it, I'm done, I'm, I'm just, I give up? Yes, and that time was when I was in, in school at West Virginia University, when they discovered that hole in the heart and, and, and I didn't have the money to pay for. I didn't know where to turn to. I couldn't call my parents in Africa, let alone I couldn't even tell them what I was going through then asked them to go find money for that. So it was just not possible. There was no one I could turn to. The people I turned to, my family or real close friends, they wanted to help with the, 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 the least that they, they could, you know. But that was not enough to, to have the doctors ask me to come in. So it was just like, there's no hope here. I don't have the money and, I'm, and I've been told if you don't have the surgery, you're going to die. And if you don't have the money to pay for the surgery, you're not gonna get the surgery. So I prayed and I prayed. I called God in every shape and form that I knew how. And one one night I went down on my knees. Usually I'd say my prayers on my knees, like really take time. But the only prayer I really said that that night was, "Dear Lord, I'm ready to go. If it's Your will, let Your will be done." And one week later, that was Larry King calling me and offering to take care of everything. So that 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 moment, I had given up. I had given up. But God came through. That's so amazing. There are so many lessons that a person can learn from this. In fact, I think I catch something new every time I'm going through an edit, you know, and, you know, even when I'm doing formatting, so I'm not even really looking exactly at the words, but more at the structure of the words. But um, for the people listening today that need some hope, what is one thing that they could do right now to take the worst of circumstances and find new hope in it? The one thing I would say, first of all, go down on your knees and pray. If you don't know how to pray, just say something to that someone that you think is above it all. Say, I need help. And have faith in, in, in those words. I need help. Help me. I can't do this anymore without you. If you have faith in those words, and then when you say that, empty yourself like let it go and just hope for the best like be positive because being negative is so dangerous and and that kills us so much and that comes with fear so when you take out that negativity you take out that fear and just deal with uncertainty i don't know what's on the other side but i know i'm going to make it i trust i'm going to make it and it's going to be okay i know that right now i'm on the ground i just don't know how i'm going to get up but i will so that it's, it's all, it's, all of it is faith, right? So just keep that hope, that faith, and keep being positive. If you don't know God, maybe this is a moment to find him. If you don't want to find him, just call on him. He will be there. Keep your trust, your focus on his promises. Just keep fighting. Just keep running. Don't give up. You've been through so many things. Can you share with us the secret you've learned to trusting that God has a plan when it really doesn't seem like he does? Yeah, the secret has been, I have only two ways. I'm either going to give up and, and, and die or not make it or not succeed, or I'm just going to believe in 
in what I read in my Bible, what I grew up knowing, or that someone who's always been there from when I was a baby, when I was placed on the altar and asked my parents to come pick me up and I was sacrificed to God. Just look up to that someone that I don't know. You said you'd look after me, here I am. And, and most of the time, especially now, when I sit back and I'm going through things, I don't know what to do. I remind myself that I've been through all these numerous surgeries and somebody, someone got me out of it. That someone got me out of it because that someone thinks or knows my life has a purpose. And that someone wants me to use my life for something good. And so that someone, wherever he is or whoever he is, is going to have to get me through this. And so I go back and I base it on, on, on the surgery. If someone could get me through, I think he will get me through this too. So I'm just going to hope for the best and stay positive. It's really hard. It's really hard. Sometimes I'm shaky. Sometimes I'm not able. Sometimes I doubt myself. Sometimes I even doubt that being positive, right? Am, am, I, am I truly being positive or am I just acting? I ask myself those questions. But then again, I go back to, but what other choice do you have? So the only other choice I have, I know I don't want to give up. The only other choice I have is I'm not going to give up. So that's just how I keep myself going. So it's amazing how, like, for example, everybody has challenges in marriages or in their marriage. Mine, I don't know how to handle my challenges. It's so hard for me to handle my challenges in marriage, right? It's so easy for me to deal with my other challenges in life. When it comes to my marriage, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is choking me. Until the day I realized I couldn't do this. I told myself, you cannot do it. You don't have the ability to do it on your own. You have to give up. You have to surrender. You have to learn the things that you don't know. I went on my knees and I stopped asking God to change my husband, but to change me. And so when I did that, and then it kind of worked, and then I started learning. So then I took the whole experience, or I still take it as a learning curve. So whatever happens, it's, it means to me that I have to learn something new to apply in the next thing that God has prepared for me. Mm, that's such good wisdom. So for a person who would like to go deeper with you, do more work with you, how can they get in contact with you? I have a, a blog or website is um, com, or um, my email address, A-R-R-E-Y-E-F-U at gmail.com. You can reach me through there. And um, I don't know if it's okay to give my phone number, but I'd rather not. I think the emails are, we could start with emails or the blog and then I share my phone number. But I am open to any communication anytime. I just want to reach out there and, and share what I, I, I have learned, what I've experienced. I want to help somebody else. I hope that it touches people in the right way that it should. It's not about me. It's about what God can do for you and what your faith can um, take you through. The book is called Shaken, Tormented, But Never Broken by Effie Ashu. Effie, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show here today. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. There is so much that is available in our life. So many things that we have been through that have been difficult. So many things that have possibly shaken us, maybe even tormented us. But through all things, I hope you too can say that you've never been broken. That you've made it through that you've come out the other side pure as gold and that you know now what it feels like to thrive. That's really the whole point, purpose, and goal of why I do the show is to help you be able to rise up, to thrive where you are in what you're going through and live a better life. There are times when it feels impossible, times when we just feel like we want to curl up in a ball and quit, do nothing else, not worry about anything else, not think about anything else, but just simply be done. And yet, life goes on. Have you ever had one of those dark nights 
where you're laying in bed and maybe even very really praying that you don't wake up the next morning. I hope you've never been through that, but if you have, I, I know what that's like. I also know that because you're listening to this, that means that, like I did, you made it through that night. You woke up. The dawn broke in the next morning, and it was another day. Sometimes that was an amazing miracle. To be as low as you were, right? I've been there. I know what it's like. And then to wake up and experience another day, another dawn. Sometimes in the midst of those darkest nights, a breakthrough happens. A miracle is brought forth. God makes a change in you even as you're sleeping. And life is somehow better. Not all change happens instantly. Some of it is over the course of a lot of work and an, and an eventuality of the course of time that we heal and move on. But whether over time or in an instant, you find yourself here today, listening to this show, having all of the things that have happened in your life from 20 seconds ago, all the way back to even before your birth. And all of those have an impact on you to some extent. How could they not? But today you have the choice to get to be able to rise up, to stand up powerfully, to be more than you could have ever imagined before right now, before hearing these three international best-selling authors, before going through what you've gone through and being here now today on the precip, ready to jump into the exciting new future, ready to find that there is a wind that it does catch and that your wings as you spread them cause you to rise up and soar, to be more than a conqueror, to be more than you ever could think hope, want, wish, or pray for. It's there for you. It is yours. And today is your day to rise up to your victory because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. Please know you're not alone that there are many of us pulling for you, praying for you, and here for you to help you as you take the step of maximizing today, right here, right now, where you are, being the best you can be in this moment, and living as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve,
believe. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You